Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Wednesday. It's hump day. I hope you're all having a great day wherever you are in this world. It's what we do here at Cheesehead TV. We are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Each and every day, Monday through Friday, chatting it up with you. And look, we are, oh baby, we are so close to the start of training camp. I can't believe it. Uh, A few nuggets of news starting to trickle in here. The Packers announcing record revenue from last year earlier today, which obviously probably comes as no surprise. Um, Packers also announcing the addition of quarterback McHugh. Is that how you say his name? I can never remember. Uh, the USFL uh, MVP quarterback joining the ranks, and apparently the Packers going into training camp with four arms was some you know, question about whether they would maybe take one of those quarterbacks out of the equation, but uh, the corresponding move was uh, not a quarterback. A center uh, got released. So four arms for camp. We'll see how that uh, workload gets divvied up and how things kind of progress throughout the preseason. Obviously, just because they start camp with four arms doesn't mean they'll end with that. Uh, We will see uh, if any of these guys behind Jordan Love can jump up and claim that number two spot. Um, Of course, before I get going, I want to give a shout-out really quickly to our good friends over at Ticket King. Make sure if you want to see the Green Bay Packers play tackle football in 2023 that you utilize Ticket King, people. Don't use Ticketmaster. Don't use StubHub or SeatGeek. None of these national chains. Use a company based in Wisconsin since the early 90s. You can go to cheeseheadtv.com, either our website or the app. The schedule on both of them has individualized links for each and every game, home and away, preseason, regular season. It doesn't matter. If you want to watch the Packers, use Ticket King, people. And, hey, while you're getting ready for the season, I know you want the official yearbook of the Green Bay Packers, and you can get yours at PackersYearbook.com. Just go to PackersYearbook.com and use promo code CHTV. That's promo code CHTV for 10% off. That's at PackersYearbook.com. You know you want to do it. Do it, people. Get ready for this very exciting 2023 season. Um, interesting heading into uh, what should be a very exciting time, training camps around the league set to start. Some of them have already actually begun today. Uh, and the topic du jour, pretty much everywhere everywhere you go uh, around the NFL internet, if you will, the NFL ecosphere, uh, is about running back value, uh, or lack thereof. Um, of course, for a while now, I guess online, pretty much academically, outside of the confines of NFL franchises, you've had the running backs don't matter discussion and lots of, especially analytics folks, but you know, just sometimes NFL observers, media members, what have you, have talked about the kind of devaluation of the running back position. And this isn't exactly something new. Uh, this has kind of been going on for a while now. And the idea that it is a position that seems a bit fungible and those players are somewhat interchangeable at times, dependent on the scheme and uh, things of that nature. The offensive line helps, obviously. Um, but it's kind of been thrown into the spotlight now in a different way because the gentlemen who are being most affected by these sentiments, i.e. the star running backs in question wanting to get paid for their services, are suddenly chiming in. And I always find it fascinating when this conversation starts in a place where 
oh, I'm working with – it's all theoretical, and it's all, well, this is how you have to build a team. Of course, there is no one way to build a team, but this is, these folks who opine these things are always so declarative. This is the best way to do it. This is how you have to do it, and if you don't do it this way, you're a moron and an idiot. Or well, That's what their tone conveys, and they would tell you, oh, no, I'm, I don't mean that, but that's how they sound. Um, and then all of a sudden – Actual humans that are affected get involved and have their voices heard, and it changes the tenor of the conversation, at least sometimes. I mean, anybody with an amount of human grace will suddenly go, oh, well, you know, I didn't really mean blah, blah, blah. And the whole kind of conversation changes a little bit. Um, What I love is the idea that it doesn't matter what you value. It matters who you value. You have heard me say many, many times, and I'm not the first to say it. I won't be the last. The NFL is a relationship business. And yes, of course, you can throw all the numbers out there and the analytics and everything you want as far as running backs. Certainly, they're just the numbers bear it out. Their productivity, certainly career-wise, is at the beginning of their career. There is definitely a certain point where it starts to tail off and you want to get out before that happens and the collective bargaining agreement and the rookie wage scale hurts running backs in particular because of it there is zero doubt about it if you want to really kind of help the running backs out you have to address it in the collective bargaining agreement that's not going to happen for another probably five plus years i think we've got what seven years left of the cba so realistically there's not a whole lot that can change other than the attitudes of front offices and or the people who build football teams right and this is what i always you know i always say it's a relationship business and you can look around the league and see i mean you don't have to look much further than the green bay packers you know they clearly value what aaron jones brings to the table and yes they did ask him to take a pay cut this offseason which he acquiesced to most likely because he knew out in the open market Probably wasn't going to be ripe with uh, tons of dollars on offer. But the Packers certainly paid him a couple years ago with the idea that we really value what you do. Um, There's no doubt when they selected A.J. Dillon, they loved the player. And they valued the player and what they thought he might become. Now, you can argue about shouldn't have taken him in the second round, all that. I totally get it. I understand it. But again, the Packers chose what they valued. And I already hear the pushback on, well, you know, that doesn't be like, how many teams have won a Super Bowl that way? Okay, fine. Yes, I understand that you have to have a superstar quarterback for the most part. Not always, but for the most part. you got to be able to rush the passer and you got to be able to score points, right? I get all that. But just because a way hasn't worked or hasn't been done before doesn't mean it can never work. There are always going to be more than one way to win. And I will also just kind of put this here. And I understand it's not a perfect correlation. I understand it's not a perfect analogy. So stop with that as a kind of response because it always happens and I don't care. It is just of like minds and of like kind of feeling. If you look at Giannis and the Bucks, remember when everyone was saying, oh, he's going to leave. He's going to go someplace else. And he didn't. And he stuck around in Milwaukee. And when they won their championship, he talked about I could have done this. I could have done that. I could have gone and formed a super team, but I didn't. I stayed here and did it the hard way. And it made winning that championship 
all the sweeter. Which is a long way of getting around to the Packers value people. The Packers value Aaron Jones not only for what he does on the football field, but undoubtedly for how he, as we say around here, carries the G. A.J. Dillon as well. There's a reason they selected and valued him where they did in that draft just for as much as he is and represents off the field as he does on. And you can say that's an unwise way to run things. You can say that's, a, that's ridiculous, what have you. But let me tell you something. If and when the Packers win a championship with one or more of those gentlemen on the football field, it is going to feel and be all the sweeter for doing so because they do value that, and they do want to win a certain way. Now, it doesn't cut across everything. I'm not saying that is the demarcation, like, you've got to be this kind of guy. That's certainly not the question, right? But they certainly take it into account. It is certainly a relationship business, and it means something in Green Bay, maybe not quite as much as other places. And again, no one way is right or wrong. It is just different ways of looking at it and different ways of valuing people, Because that's what they are. They're not numbers on a ledger. As much as the analytics community sometimes would like to have you believe that, you can 100% discard that if you wish. Now, you can be as cold as ice and say, well, I don't care. Like, I want to win football games. 32 teams want to win football games. One team every year gets to do so. And it needs a ton of lucky bounces along the way to make it happen. Every champion has a little bit of luck throughout their season. I'm not saying you're lucky to win. That's not it. But in a league where it takes bounces going your way and a ton of talent and a really good coach and a good quarterback and all these things, man, I'll take a team that values how dudes are on and off the field and values them as people as opposed to just numbers on a ledger and that's it. That's just me. That's just something I'm into. And your mileage may vary, and we can disagree on that, and that's awesome. But I just love that the Packers operate the way they do. Because, again, when they win, it's that much sweeter. That's it. And that's my screed for the day on on running back value. How's everybody doing in the uh, comments section? Probably falling asleep after all that. Hope you're all doing well. Brandy's here. How is Brandy? A.J. Dillon is a great guy and is really underutilized. With that said, a rookie running back could produce the same as Dillon on a rookie deal. I do not see A.J. Dillon getting a new contract. It's quite possible, Brandy, with everything I just said. Quite possible they let him go if he does not improve this season production-wise. 100% could happen. No doubt about it. But it's clear, like I said, that they believed in him both on and off the field when they selected him where they did. And I also think, to your point, yeah, he's a bit underutilized. I'm always going to be fascinated to know if the plan was, okay, we're going to select A.J. Dillon when we did, along with Jordan Love, with the idea of transitioning to a different type of offense. But then Aaron kind of threw a monkey in the plans because he had two MVP seasons. You know? So I'm very anxious to see how A.J. performs this year. And hopefully he gets – a few more opportunities. Soder, how are you, man? Aaron Jones has been the best player on the Packers for multiple years now. Packers seem to be the only ones that have not noticed. Just run the damn ball. Uh, you may get your wish this year. We'll see. Uh, Brandon says, Jones and Dylan should get paid because of their services on the field as well as carrying the G. Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, they've clearly shown that they value them. 
you know, maybe in different ways as far as where one was selected, but the other, you know, Jones was paid. Um, but you got to produce. It's a bottom line business. Again, this is all part of a greater whole, right? I mean, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying you got to sign these guys because they're good dudes. I mean, good dudes don't get you across the goal line on third and one, you know? A guy who gets through the line and knows how to get small or knows how to barrel through people. You got to produce. I mean, as Brandy said, you know, they're, they're, last year was a bit of a disappointment for AJ. But I suspect that if he balls out and shows what he can do, he could stick around for a, a few more years. We shall see. Uh, Joe says, Lions didn't sign Jamal Williams after he rushed for 1,000 yards and had 17 rushing TDs. Correct, Joe. But then they took a running back in the first round. Again, uh, I'm not saying that there's any one way to go about it, right? And teams are going to operate differently and value different things. But this is a perfect example. Jamal, look at how emotional he got after that victory over the Packers final game of the season last year and how now of course some of it is all right you didn't want me green bay i'm going to show you but he's also proud to be a lion the whole week leading up to the game he's made it very clear but uh the the lions clearly loved this kid that they took and uh thought they could probably get cheaper at the position and discarded him and signed david montgomery instead and to which I say, I'm just really glad I don't have to watch my favorite team face Jamal Williams twice a year. I'm down with that, though we will welcome him back in week three. Andrew, thanks for the super chat. Brilliant opening take. Comments on yesterday's live since I missed. Even though he fumbled, that tweet on Rice is absolutely ludicrous. I'm not worried about PK, but it will be interesting for sure. I hear you. Uh, yeah, the, the Jerry Rice stuff was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. Oh, Big B is here. What's up, Big B? How you doing? Um, and a middle linebacker lion's going to lion. Hey, again, it's what you value and who you value. You know, they may love those two selections as people as much as they do. You know, I love them on their football field. And look, I mean, you talk about a team that takes on the personality of its coach. That Detroit Lion team, for as much crap as Dan Campbell has gotten or got initially when he got that job he was shown he can fucking coach man and his players seem to take on a lot of his characteristics and that's a good thing and those two players for all we know are very reflective of that we'll see uh what else we got here folks Kerry, good question. Nags, just another arm in camp or more than that with a new QB? I think he, he's he got a chance, right? I mean, don't get it twisted. He was a you know a seventh-round pick for the Seahawks a number of years ago, was it 2018. Um, bounced around, couldn't cut it, essentially, in the NFL, and then went to the USFL and balled out. And uh, like I said on Twitter, I obviously didn't watch a ton of USFL, but when I did turn on the league this offseason, he was always making plays. You talk about a gamer, yeah, he, he was up for it. But you got to remember the level of competition, what he's being asked to do. Uh, I think, man, I'm really happy for him. I'm, I'm excited he gets a chance in an NFL camp. But uh, as far as like, will he be the backup or, you know, the ludicrous shit going on on TikTok is that he's going to supplant Jordan Love, which is adorable, which is why I mainly try to avoid TikTok, unless it's my guy Theo Ash, who I just talked to for Let's Talk Football. But, 
yeah, it's. A, I mean, I'm happy for him, but he's got a long way to go. Long way to go to make the 53, let alone you know stick around as anything significant. John, thanks for the super chat. Anything special planned for the week three watch party? No. As I said on Twitter a couple of days ago, it was, I think it was my birthday, um, my girlfriend and I were talking about She's a Saints fan. And I was trying to convince her to come on week three for the watch party. And she asked, what's the hook? Watch a breakup live? So, yeah, I don't think that's going to be happening. Um, so, no, n- nothing, nothing major. Um, in fact, I think there's a good chance I may just – end up in Green Bay for the home opener anyway. So we'll find out. Mm. That's a fair point. Uh, Rapid Dimalazu. That's a hell of a handle right there. Um, Campbell's style of coaching typically has a short shelf life. I would tend to agree if they weren't so good on offense. And, you know, obviously Ben Johnson has been a bit of a revelation there for, for them as an OC. And uh, some of the kind of more gutsier, riskier stuff has to be green, greenlit by Dan, and he's pressed the right buttons. Um, again, I think, you know, people dismiss him, but I think he's a, shown to be a pretty damn good coach. Now, is he perfect? No, of course not. But the team is well coached, very fundamentally sound, uh, very physical, and not incredibly mistake-prone. And if you're efficient on offense, which they certainly were last year, you're going to win a lot of games with that style. So I hear what you're saying. Like the, you got to constantly reinvent yourself as an NFL coach because that message will get stale after a while. Just ask Mike McCarthy. Um, but so far, he's acquitted himself quite well. He surprised me. I'll say that. I I really thought that it was going to be a tire fire in Detroit under Campbell, and he has been exactly the opposite. Uh, Ed, thanks for the super chat. With Matt Lafleur finally install a sideline fan phone so that those of us with no inside knowledge can call at crucial times to tell them what to do. <laughs> I think I just found Matt Lafleur's burner account on YouTube. Thanks for that, Ed. Ed in quotes. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, hey, look, man. He flat out asked me to join the coaching staff back two years ago on Packer Transplants, and I have yet to take them up on it. But when I do, I'll let you all know. That'd be a fun idea, though. Third down, like the like that old bar game where you try to guess the play before it happens, but instead you get to call the play. Didn't – what was it? Who were – somebody's recent – wasn't it like an XFL thing or maybe it was an NFL preseason game? Somebody got to call the first play of a game like a fan did. And I know there was a whole league where they did, like, fan-driven play calls, but that's not what I'm talking about. Um, But that'd be fun. That'd be a good time. Um, Brandy, do you have to use two running backs in the pony package? Well, the pony package would indicate that there are two running backs in the backfield. So traditionally, yes. But you can really call it whatever. You can call it mustard. You can call it whatever you want. But yes, traditionally, yes. Put me on speed dial. Yeah, Soder would be calling every five seconds. Run the ball. No, Matt, Matt, run the ball. Run the No, run it again. Matt, run the ball. That'd be Soder. That'd be great. Um, What else we got here? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's that? Brandy, all this running back talk and five wide this year, LOL. Hey, we had a really good conversation about that on Happy Hour last night for anyone who uh, 
was there can uh, recall Tyler and I having a bit of a chat about uh, the play callers podcast over there at the athletic and how five wide seems to be one of the keys that they want to utilize on offense to try and match up and take advantage of the Fangio system, which is going to sweat the league. So I'm, I don't think the five wide iteration is going to go away anytime soon. I, I hope and think we'll see a little less of it though. That's my prayer here on this Wednesday. Joe, thanks again, man. Lions have gone from bad to pretty good. That's the easier part. The tough part is going from pretty good to contender. Wayne Fonts was pretty good. I hear what you're saying. I think Wayne Fonts was better than pretty good. I think Wayne Fonts was a good coach. Um, what, to me, the tough part is, yeah, repeating success and sustaining success. And that idea of being a perennial contender, I don't think most fans understand how difficult it is. And that's why I always talk about entitled town. You know, there are certain teams around the league that have traditionally been pretty good. Now, that's somewhat changing now, which is the NFL. It's cyclical and things come around. But, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's incredibly tough to sustain success. That's why, you know, Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers in 2023 is no sure thing to be successful, to make a playoff run, etc. As I'm, I'm sure most fans understand, but, yeah, it is tough. And it's, you know, no joke when all offseason you're being, you know, blown smoke and Vegas is picking the Lions to win the division and everyone thinks, oh, they're the easy favorites, etc. So, okay, now the target's on your back. Not everyone wears the crown well. We'll, we shall see. It's going to be interesting. All right, buddy, I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out and talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.